This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. Legislative session is in the books, and we'll get a recap on that with our good friend Abdul Hakeem Shabazz of IndyPolitics.org. Governor has a big press conference today. Abdul getting ready to go to that. But before we touched base on the phone, kind of getting a recap of some of the big issues that face the Indiana legislature this session. Roads, Rickers, Pre-K, it's all on the table with our good friend Abdul. Here's that conversation. Abdul, how are you doing? We are doing quite well. Well, it's good to be part of the program today. Okay, so you got a major award this weekend. <laughs> yes, for some strange reason, someone thought a column that I wrote last year uh, about college students and safe spaces was actually worthy of winning an award from the Society of Professional Journalists of Indiana. It was called Turning Snowflakes into Something Stronger. And for some of the older folks in your audience, I basically wrote that every college student should be forced to watch Blazing Saddles during freshman orientation. <laughs> what did you win? <laughs> oh, you just basically win a plaque and bragging rights. So no, no cash, no supply of rice roni or case of turtle wax or, and, or anything like that. Just just good old fashioned bragging rights for all you get. And bragging rights is something you don't need any help with. <laughs> no, but it does help when. Let's put it this way: when. There are some folks who would rather dismiss you and not take you and your opinion seriously. It's always good to be recognized by your peers that, hey, you know, this person's got his act together that just proves once again that you are right. Now, when you write something like that, do you think, ooh, this could be really good. I could win an award for this. Actually, no. Um, a lot of times, most of what I write is just sort of, a lot of it is based on uh, what I'm sort of going through at the moment. For example, a piece I had up here in the Indianapolis Star in today's edition uh, was based on the legislative session and sort of the winners and losers, and how no one is really, no one ever gets 100% of what they want. And even something that may appear like a loss in the short run can actually turn to be a win in the long run. All and right. That was just, you know, being in the building all day. 
Okay, so go ahead and grade the legislative session from a Republican perspective, because everyone's Republican there. How did they do? Um, I give them pretty much a B plus. Um, I gave them, I know you and I have had a, a difference of opinion on roads and road funding, but Indiana really did need a comprehensive, long-term, $20 billion uh, road funding plan. And it's something that for years, since I've been here, has always been kicked down the road or people just wanted to borrow more money. But this is one of those times where the roads are being paid for as we go. And the bond is very, very limited. So our kids and grandkids are not put in the debt for roads that are, are long gone. I call it like, you know, that cheeseburger you bought in college with your credit card, you're still paying for it, you know, 10 years, 10 years later because of interest. So they get high marks on the road. Um, a lot of high marks, in my opinion, on things like workforce development, really streamlining and bringing all the different silos together, really working to come up with a comprehensive approach to dealing with the heroin uh, and opioid addiction, um, expanding early childhood education in a responsible manner, and not just, you know, having to be very expensive, glorized daycare, but actually real quality, substantive things that will help kids and help move the workforce down the road. Uh, however, they did fall short uh, in a couple of places. One particular with me was the whole situation with Rickers and how that whole matter was handled. Um, but like I said, overall, uh, I thought they did relatively well. Okay, so let's start with the roads thing. I will give them credit. I said this last night with Hammer on WIVC. They're not running from the tax increase. They they own it, and they're they're pretty brazen about it. Yeah, and like I said, because most people, if you, if you have the conversation, uh, don't mind paying more for roads as long as they know that that's where their money is going. And having conversations with folks here at the State House today and at the end of the session last week, you know, everybody is fully on board 100% saying, hey, you know, now that we've asked the taxpayers for more money, uh, we've, they've given it to us through their elected representatives, you know, we have to make sure, you know, that almost there is an orange cone on every corner. And you gotta remember too, it's not just the state that's getting these dollars. A lot of your local communities, you know, like the Brownsburg, the Plainfields, or Avon, are about to get a lot more dollars too. Matter of fact, uh, more money than any other point in time in state history to help take care of their roads and infrastructure. Uh, but now, anytime people hit a pothole, they're going to think of the Republicans, right? Because the Republicans promised us no more potholes. Well, nobody promised no more potholes. That's impossible. But where we are in Indiana makes no more potholes impossible because of the climate that we're in. Uh, because, as you know, you know, today it's, what, 80 degrees, but tomorrow will be, what, 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what they were doing when you're telling people, tweet us your potholes, we'll fix them if we get the tax increase, which they were asking them to do. People now associate the Republicans with fixing the potholes. Well, like I said, the thing is, like I said, with potholes, you'll, you'll never be able to fix all your potholes. But what you can do is, for the first time in a long time, really take care of your long-term road funding. And like I said, the, the burden is now going to be on the you know, state government, your local and you know county folks. You know, the taxpayers have given you more dollars, then you need to step up and make sure their roads get fixed. And our guest, the uh, one and only Abdul. You can find him at IndiePolitics.org. Um, okay, so Holcomb put a lot of capital into something that he's not even going to get to enjoy, which is appointing the state superintendent. Why was this so important to him? Well, here's one thing, and this is something that's been talked about forever, uh, which is does the superintendent of public instruction need to be elected or an appointed position? And uh, we had a conversation with some of the governor's people earlier today, and one of them pointed out, that uh, the last six governors, believe it or not, have actually won at the superintendent of public construction appointment. There was one year, I think it was maybe 2004 or 2008, 
where both the Democratic and Republican state party platforms both called for an appointed superintendent of public instruction. And matter of fact, the last time this came up, it was, it was, it failed in the Senate 26 to 24 because then state senator Julia Carson was so switched her vote when she was in a state Senate you know, years and years and years ago. So this, this is not a brand new topic or discussion. It's been around forever. It just finally got done. And we look at sort of a dysfunction uh, that went on back and forth last year between then Superintendent of Public Construction, Linda Ritz, and then Governor Mike Pence. So the legislature just said they had enough, and, and this is how this is going to work. Glenda ruined it for everyone then? Is that what you're saying? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say Glenda might ruin it for everybody, but it had been, it had been pretty obvious to a lot of people that there, there really is no reason to have an elected superintendent of public instruction because the legislature sets the policy. The superintendent carries out basically an administrative function. And in a lot of, in a lot of states, either the superintendent is directly appointed by the governor or the state board of education, for example, my home state of Illinois, I don't like to use for much of an example of anything except what not to do. But there's the Illinois state board of education is appointed by the governor and then they hire the superintendent. So there's a little bit of removal, but like I said, an elected superintendent of public instruction is, is the exception, not the rule. More of our conversation with Indy Politics' Abdul Hakim Shabazz recapping the legislative session. When we return, you're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at ten twenty two East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, twelve thirty to nine. Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. 
Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. We now continue our conversation with Indy Politics' Abdul Hakeem Shabazz recapping the legislative session. Now, Abdul, you went home to Illinois, I saw this weekend, and one of the things you could do there on Sunday was you could purchase cold beer. We still can't do that in Indiana. <laughs> I don't look like I purchased cold beer at a grocery store, but I could do it on Sunday. <laughs> so I took my dad grocery shop. <laughs> so tell us what's going on with Rickers. I feel like these guys just got the hammer thrown down on them for following the law. Am I wrong? Well, it, like I said, it kind of goes back to the start of our conversation. You know, how do you define winning and losing? Um, did the law... Did lawmakers put up a fence, you know, around the Ricker situation? Yes, they did. But here's a couple things to keep in mind. Um, a lot of people in the liquor store industry wanted Rickers to immediately no longer be able to sell you know, cold beer for carryout. That did not happen. Their, the license that they got is still good until the license expires. Now, where it gets a, a little in the weeds, a little complicated, is what happens after Ricker's license goes away. Because the the one thing in defense of some lawmakers is there's no guarantee that with any establishment that serves alcohol that has a permit, that you're guaranteed to have your permit renewed because anything can happen you know, between now and when your permit's renewed. What the lawmakers did with the April deadline that they threw in is next session is a short session. It'll only be January, February, and half of March. Hopefully, they'll have at least something worked out to address the rigorous part of this equation. If that doesn't happen, they can give Rickers an extension. So I think actually this is an opportunity for Rickers to show that, hey, guess what? You can serve cold beer for carry out at a gas station. And guess what, folks? The universe doesn't come to an end. And I think actually this may actually help Rickers in the long run because when they come back and testify, it's like, look, here's what we've had. We've had no problems. Look at all the DUIs in our area because they asked, you know, where were you drinking? You know, nobody was drinking at the Richter gas station. And so I think the people who were kind of cheering this may find themselves on the short end of the stick when it's all said and done. I was really impressed with Ricker's guy because he was pretty vocal about this. A lot of time these business owners, they don't want to cause a stir, but he was pretty vocal. So when I got a 1,000 stores or a 1,000 employees in the store, basically everybody's county legislative district, you know what, I'm going to do some pushback too. Yeah. Uh, okay, again, our guest Abdul, the one and only Abdul. You can find him at IndiePolitics.org. Uh, what was the big, other than the beer issue, alcohol issue, what was the biggest disappointment for you from the legislative session? Um, like I said, the one thing that, that was kind of disappointing, and I wrote about this in one of my uh, forums, is how government is slow to catch up with technology. Now, whether it was the situation with Tesla earlier this year, the conversation, um, surrounding Airbnb, um, it, it shows once again, even a couple of years ago, uh, with Uber and how do you do the, the licensing, it shows that technology is, you know, perpetually ahead of government. And if you think about it, you know, the whole Rickers thing is, is symptomatic of that because you've got consumer shopping and trends changing all the time. And a lot of our laws in the books were made for like 30, 40 years ago. 
where you couldn't have imagined being able to, you know, order an automobile from your phone. Because guess what? Literally now you can. You know, if I want to, I can buy a car online, but our laws haven't caught up, you know, with changing technology, with changing consumer habits. And so this session, it kind of became abundantly clear that, that these guys have a lot of catching up to do to, to get where the average consumer where technology is. Let's talk about the Airbnb thing. I know you've talked a lot about that on your show. I'm torn on this because I think I should be able to do what I want in my home, but I also respect a community's ability to have local enforcement. What do you think? Well, I think the balance is you have the right to do whatever you want in your home until your activity starts impacting your neighbors. That's the way I kind of look at it. It's almost kind of like tall weeds. Yeah. You know, in the front yard, hey, dude, you're kind of hurting the, you know, the aesthetic value of the neighborhood, and there's actually a monetary impact on that. I mean, yes, it is your home, but when you bought that house in the cul-de-sac, where you, you bought it under the pretense that, hey, I'm living in a neighborhood, not a hotel. So what is the Next answer door. here? What, what, what is the answer? Uh, I think the answer is, if you, let's say if you're renting out your house for more than a certain number of years, you know, but you're still like owner-occupying, I think that's where you find that, that line. You know, somebody who's just renting out their apartment for the Indy 500 through Airbnb, I, I think those guys are fine. And I, and I also think that, you know, being a military brat, our home in Chicago, we rented out for a while. You know, that's a little different long-term rental type deal. The trick is always, you know, is it that if you rent out your home for more than 180 days out of a calendar year, well, do you need a special permit? Because I think if you're doing it more than six months, you've, you've gone from, say, more than six months but less than a year. Because if it's a year, it actually really is rental property. And we'll treat rental property a little bit differently. I think there are there is a, a happy medium and usually, I think it's about that six-month window. You know, either got to have a permit or got to have some kind of insurance because you're now going from, you know, residential use to more of a commercial use for your home. Get our guest uh, Abdul. You can find him at indiepolitics.org. Holcomb was very excited about this expansion of the pre-K program. What do you think? Um, I am as somebody who is also an educator, because I actually teach out in Hendricks County, uh, out of Tri West. I am always been for getting kids the best education possible because I've always been a firm believer education is the is the best way to fight poverty and crime because so if you're educated you're usually going to work and they ain't got time to break in my house and take my stuff. So <laughs> I I'm kinda of look at it like that. Um like I said the, the challenge always is, you know, first of all, is it high quality, not just sort of quote unquote fancy babysitting, but also making sure that the gains that we make with early child education are continued because when Part of the problem here in Indiana, uh, to a certain degree, you know, people say, you know, the whole full-day kindergarten, is what happens, let's say, you know, the wonderful Mr. Rob, you know, Rob Kendall and his, you know, future lovely wife have children. I'm sure they will do what's necessary to make sure their kids are educated, but your next-door neighbors may not be, you know, as dedicated as you are. Now here's Rob Jr., you know, sitting in class with somebody who's, you know, parents have never paid attention or did what they were supposed to do. Why should your kid be slowed down because of the other kid? So that's always the the challenge. But anything we could do, in my opinion, to sort of move that needle forward, so it goes a long way to resolving a multitude of issues. More of our conversation with Indy Politics Abdul Hakeem Shabazz recapping the legislative session. When we return, you're listening to Central Indiana today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. 
How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. We now continue our conversation with Indy Politics' Abdul Hakim Shabazz recapping the legislative session. And you're getting ready to go to a press conference with the governor here pretty soon. This first session, he really seemed to buck a lot of the more traditional conservative platforms of, you know, the expanded government education. He raised taxes for roads. Is he just saying, hey, it's a new era of the Republican Party in Indiana? You see, but here's where I respectfully disagree on that. Because I do not believe Republican means anti-tax. I believe Republican means fiscally responsible. And sometimes you, the fiscally responsible thing to do is actually to spend money. It's, it's one thing if you're raising taxes for operational expenses. That is never uh, a good idea. Or, or maybe using one-term dollars for you know, long-term needs. That is not fiscally responsible. But if you're talking about major capital projects, major investments in your, in your roads and infrastructure, because remember, Indiana is still the crossroads of America, and you've got, you know, it's estimated 25 to 30 percent of the traffic, you know, on the interstates are, is, is not, is not regular Hoosiers footing the bill. So how do you capture some of the revenue in a constitutional manner of people who are using your roads, you know, but aren't necessarily, you know, footing the bill? So I, I, I think what the governor has done, yes, that they spend money, but I think it's in a fiscally responsible manner. Okay, I want to close with this. You do a poll every so often on your indie politics site. It's a lot of fun to look at. It's not scientific, but it's usually somewhat accurate. Um, and I know that scared me too, because it basically <laughs> predicted the election last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting how accurate it normally is, even though it's a you know they wouldn't deem it a scientific poll. One of the things that's interesting to me is that a lot of people want someone else to run against Donnelly other than Messer and Rakita. Well, how, how strong do you think these guys are? Um, like I said, I, I think part of what it is is a, a continuation of that quote-unquote anti-establishment thought that's out there. We want, you know, we don't want the same old people who've been in office over and over again. We want a, we want an outsider, you know, somebody's going to come in and you know and change some things. So I think that's I think that's where a good chunk of that comes from. Um, and also, what's interesting with that particular audience, and you're right, it's not a a scientific survey by any stretch of the imagination, but one of the things that it is is it's a lot of the insider political class that responds to folks who are well-versed on the issues. And if you've got, you know, the political class basically saying, you know what, I'd rather have somebody from outside the political class do this thing, now, that should be a, a, a warning sign that if the, the right person comes along and maybe gets in the middle of this primary, now, that could be, we could have an entirely different dynamic taking place. Who do you, who do you, how do you think that primary is going to shake out? Will Rakita and Messer be very nice to each other? They're going to get, uh, they're going to take the gloves off. I think Todd and Luke, both gentlemen who I've known since I came to Indiana back in 2004, the, the problem is never really the candidates. The candidates are usually very respectful of each other. It's the staff people that get into it. <laughs> and how do you keep them 
from snipping at the heels and going after each other like in the Marlins. That's when Todd Young great. Because usually it's the, it's the staff people who are the problem, not necessarily the candidates. Abdul, where can people hear you, read you, see you? Um, you can always find us um, at IndyPolitics.org. Uh, we do the evening show at 93 WIBC. And also check the Indy Star, uh, Indianapolis Business Journal, uh, and occasionally the Indianapolis Reporter. Uh, we're just sort of like herpes. We're all over the place. <laughs> Abdul, thank you. You do a wonderful job. Keep up the good work. Hey, always a pleasure to be with you, my friend. Well, a big thank you to our friend Abdul, the one and only Abdul of IndyPolitics.org, recapping the legislative session. It's definitely an adventurous legislative session, sort of a new tone from the Republican Party. And ultimately, the roads, well, the Republicans own them now with the big tax increase, and we'll see what happens. I think long term, it's going to be pretty damaging for them. I think Abdul disagrees, but uh, we'll see what happens, and that's, that's the way politics works. Wanted to wrap up the show with a big thank you today. Thank you to you, the listeners. Uh, I was voted uh, in the top five of Indianapolis radio DJs in the Indies A-List contest. And uh, we were behind some uh, local radio legends such as Bob and Tom and Dave Smiley, but we were in the top five, and that came from you, the voters. And I certainly uh, was very honored by that, and I want to thank each and every one of you who did go out and vote for yours truly, Rob Kendall. That was uh, that meant a lot, and I, I definitely appreciate that, so thank you very much much that is going to do it for us today don't forget if you missed any part of today's show you check out the podcast anytime you want we're on soundcloud and itunes and uh, all you have to do is search central indiana today you can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet go back and listen anytime you want as always the podcast presented by mcdonald's until next time i'm rob kendall saying have yourself a great evening You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience 
that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues faced in Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. 
Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.